This aberration, whose only means of expression are wanton violence and destruction. that within every normal system there exists an aberration, something different. This weird aberration society. Welcome back to uh, Mutual Aberration Society. Um, I'm Ryan Jackson, uh, as always. Um, and today uh, my guest is uh, Peter Dragovich. Is that how you say your name correctly, right? Or my uh, No, you're nailing it. Okay, awesome. Um, and I brought Peter on uh, to talk about a movie uh, from 2016, and uh, that movie is called The Untamed, and it is directed by uh, Amat Escalante. Um, now, Peter, at this is the point where I usually allow uh, my guests to give their own uh, introduction in their own words. So uh, before we move forward and talk about this uh, insane film, uh, right. Tell everybody a little bit about yourself. <laughs> okay, yeah. Um, my name is Pete Dragovich, uh, nerd of noir on Twitter, um, and Letterboxd. Uh, the as for as long as those things are around. Um, I used <laughs> I used to do uh, book reviews under that name for a number of websites uh, for a lot of years. And um, just kind of um, a fixture in like uh, the crime fiction community. Um, and then I write myself and uh, still do movie reviews, but I don't do book reviews uh, yeah. anymore. Right. Awesome. Yeah, that's I think that's where I first came across to you, I think, is in that space, that crime fiction space. Mm -hmm. um, it's kind of been a space that I've been sort of weirdly, um, I don't know, orbiting for years <laughs> yeah yeah uh uh i just i think it's just uh because of my own sort of personal taste i guess um because i for i've been pretty much primarily screenwriting for a while um but i've always sort of you know dabbled in in prose and uh at a certain point those worlds just sort of blended together specifically in the past couple of years to the point where it's like now it just feels like um they're almost one world with me. Like I, I kind of like know so many people that I start to forget which, which sphere they come from, <laughs> you right. know, like it'll be like, is this, this is a, somebody who writes crime. Is this a guy who I know who writes movies or, right. you know? Uh, but um, yeah, it's great to have you on. Um, now I posted a letterbox review of this movie recently and you responded like, yeah, uh, you were, you said something to the effect that, uh, you saw this movie in theaters um, when it came out 2016. Um, yep. And I have just recently came across this movie. Um, I knew of this director because I saw his movie uh, Healy. I don't know if you okay. saw like, yeah, that. I don't know if you've seen that movie. Um, have you seen Healy? Is, is that like a cartel? Yeah, it's a cartel. Uh, yeah, I've cartel. seen that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Gnarly, gnarly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a, it, it is. It has this like very memorable like opening shot where it's yeah. like somebody riding in the bed of a truck 
and it starts That's like cool. re- yeah it starts like really close on them and you kind of don't know what's going on and then as it sort of the shot widens you see oh you're he's in the back of a, v- a truck and then it does this thing with the camera where it like rotates or like cranes and then you see like them go under like a I think it's like an overpass bridge. Yeah, yeah. See, like the bot naked bodies that have been like strung by the cartel. It was. It's yeah. just a very fucking violent movie, but also mm-hmm. very memorable. Um, and this one kind of like, I don't know how I missed this one. Um, but I did. Um, and then I saw it was the same guy, and I kind of got excited. But you know, um, but in, but again, this movie, um, this movie, The Untamed. <laughs> It is a very uh, one. One of the things is his opening, right? It opens right. very memorably with a, a, a literally you see a, a girl naked, um, completely nude in a dark room. And you see like a uh, for lack of a better description, a tentacle, right? Uh, a tentacle. Um, and clearly the tentacle is pleasuring her. And it's, it's almost in the vein of like what you would see sort of in those Japanese tentacle uh, kind of uh, uh, porn sort of, uh, sh- I don't know, uh, drawings or illustrations. Right. Um, and she's clearly like enjoying it, but then you really get quickly get the sense that this is like, like, I don't know. This is like some dark shit <laughs> like, uh, because it seems like she, she's getting enjoyment, but like, it's almost as if uh, she's addicted you know what I'm saying? Right. You kind of get this sense that like, cause she's like, I think you hear a, a voice from off screen telling her like, uh, you see the tentacle like slither off screen right. and it's just her sitting there naked and like someone calls to her, which we discover is the people who sort of own this cabin um, and they tell her to come out, but she's like asking not to leave. She wants to stay longer. Um, so immediately it grabbed my interest. I was like, holy shit, like, what is this? <laughs> uh, what did you think upon like, Cause I know you were you did you go into this completely blind when you saw this movie the first time? Yeah, I I can't remember how I heard about it. I I, th- I think I might have looking back. I probably watched Healy after I watched this movie. Yeah. Um and because yeah, I I literally remember knowing nothing, and then you know you're you're just I just heard like good horror movie like and but that's not even very apt. Is, uh, is yeah, kind of trans- yeah, it kind of transcends yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. And and I and I, you know you go in and it's I don't know I just I it was a movie I couldn't stop telling people about because it was you can't you you know I would think I told my my folks like I'm like yeah you gotta you gotta go like I mean like it's gonna be you might not love it but like if it, it's an experience and I I think that that just kind of the mode of the movie is that you you don't you can't fully get your arms around it but it's awfully entertaining and it's truly fucked up so i mean like i don't know if if it's not your bag then obviously don't go but like that's not your bag you probably like uh don't need to even be listening to this podcast <laughs> right right okay. uh, because truthfully like when I, when I think of like movies that are like tailor made for like mutual aberration society or an episode like the untamed is definitely in that 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 mold like where it's just like one of these movies that is so bizarre uh but also like of a certain quality too it's like it's it's a quality film um but it's also like very like 
one it's overtly sexual right like right. uh like to a degree that like this is 2016 like we don't i don't feel like movies nowadays well this is this is a mexican uh right that's part of it is that you know this is a mexican american movie, movie. <laughs> it's not an american movie for sure uh so that that probably is, is another reason for that but i feel like it may have been possible to see a film coming from america like this maybe it's around 2016 i feel like they were kind of waning at that point but yeah you definitely don't see movies like this uh in terms of like the sexual explicitness um art it's not even explicit it's not even the right word because it's not like it's pornographic no but it's, but it's definitely like doesn't shy away from the sex like at well, all it, whatsoever it's um, it's naturalistic like it's yeah. it, it's all about piss shit getting drunk mm -hmm. getting high like it's being sweaty being gross like it's you know animals it's nature like yeah and that's kind of what drew me into it too is like how just like focused it was on bodily functions you know <laughs> like is is uh is right. part of what's so unique about it is just how just out there and gross it is but not in a not in like a unrealistic way it's a, a very relatable way but it's just so frank with it like you're like oh this is refreshing stuff yeah it really is and 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 to sort of track back to that opening scene um sort of follow a little bit of the storyline for people i usually go ahead and read the uh mm. the letterbox synopsis typically even though i've read this letterbox synopsis and i kind of feel like uh it's not completely that good let me see here i'll give it a shot fuck it <laughs> right right uh, so it says uh the letterbox synopsis slash log line if you want to call it that says desperate to flee but consumed by fear alejandra a young mother and working housewife is trapped in a violent and unsatisfying relationship with her husband angel she leans on her brother fabian for support but he has secrets of his own all their lives are tuned upside are turned upside down by the arrival of, a of the mysterious Veronica, she convinces them that in the nearby woods, inside an isolated cabin, dwells something not of this world that could be the answer to all of their problems. Something whose force they cannot resist and with whom they must make peace or suffer its wrath. Okay, I was wrong. That's a great synopsis. <laughs> uh, 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 I was, that must have been the IMDB one I was looking at. Yeah. Um, that is a very good synopsis for letterbox standards, for sure. Right. Uh, I feel like that's what would you say you don't, don't you feel like that's a fairly good um... i think i think yeah it it gets it gets at what happens but right. it doesn't it doesn't get up at how the movie's told at all not at all not at all because <laughs> there's so much more to it but right. but it definitely sets the stage and lets you know who's who's the characters are and like what what everything's heading towards right. now um that opening scene um, with the girl Veronica, who they 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 call the mysterious <laughs> uh, Veronica, right, right. Um, we see her leaving the cabin, and we notice that like she's wounded, like she has like a wound on her side, right? Like right. because the uh, apparently she's been going to this cabin. Um, now the cabin again is owned by these two, uh, this couple, this husband and wife, um, and I don't know how they came about this alien. I don't know how they uh, found this thing, but they they are sort of housing. It and they bring people to it for for the, the alien to sort of uh i mean make love to the person <laughs> well like and they 
they yeah. live near the crash site too. Yeah, like, they mentioned that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. they because they have the crater. We see mm-hmm. the dog that's in the room mm-hmm. go all the way to the crater. So I think they they basically found it mm-hmm. and they inhabit it now. Either maybe it crashed by them, and now yeah. they think that they're the ultimate scientists of the being. But right. like they might not actually be scientists come to think of it. Like they yeah, might just you know, be. Yeah, you, don't, you don't really know if that's like, they're for like legit whatsoever. <laughs> you know, they just like kind of came across this thing and like. Uh, and are obsessed with it. Like everybody is. Yeah. Like, so. like every, everything. And, and an interesting thing about that too uh, is this crater, which we kind of see at a different point, like later on in the movie, yeah. uh, one of the characters goes to the crater. Uh, I believe it's the. Uh, it's the a dog. Movie. The dog Callie. goes. The, the dog just the dog just leaves the room, and we watch the dog as he goes and watch all the animals fuck. Yeah, the all the animals are in the crater fucking. Like, <laughs> like it's like some shit from like like Noah's Ark. Like two of each animal, and they're all fucking each other. Like it's like what the fuck? It is a very like uh fucking bizarre like it's a animal orgy uh multi-species totally. uh animal orgy uh which is like what the fuck um but yeah so veronica she's she gets hurt and we and we get a sort of kind of expositional sort of reason like the, like apparently like the alien must be like tired of her at this point you know the mm-hmm. alien wants someone else and like that's why she's being hurt now because it doesn't typically hurt people right that's the thing it usually gives you pleasure but it's hurting her now so they tell her she needs to find basically someone else right right so she leaves and we see her leaving um and when we see her leaving she's like trying to get on a dirt bike like that's like she had parked out in the middle of the nowhere where the cabin it's not that far off from where the cabin is but she's having trouble getting on it um because of her wound um and i I believe she ends up going to the hospital right and yep. I don't know, and I if correct me if I'm wrong, but but um that, that's get, where she meets a gay brother. That's where she meets Gabriel, the brother, but before yeah, yeah, yeah. before we even see that, uh we're introduced to uh his her the main character basically, which is um his sister, uh Alejandra. Yeah. And we see her in bed with her husband. Um, and the husband thing is a very like interesting, yeah, uh, angel, whole interesting subplot to this movie. It gets right. pretty fucking wild. Um, but like, even when you met, even when you see her, she's in bed, like, and then like, uh, what's super funny is like, you see her kind of like wake up her husband in the basically in the foreground, and he like kind of wakes up, and you just see him begin to like have sex with her, you know, and like, uh, you know, while while she's like still asleep and like she's she's awakened but she's like you see her sitting there just kind of like clearly miserable like as her as her husband is like from behind her like just he's spooning he's doing the spoon like from rear entry yeah after we after we just watched uh veronica like being like pure ecstasy like the, her closet case uh husband is doing her from behind uh, in the late in the laziest way yeah can. the laziest way possible and it's like it informs us so much about him before we even know about him you know right. like because you see that scene and like literally is followed by her getting out of the bed after he like pretty much basically bust and then just falls asleep <laughs> like, like whatever rolls back over and she's in the shower and she's like literally in the shower and then we see her sort of begin to like pleasure herself because she clearly right. gotten 
none from her husband right right um, but as she's in the middle of that then we hear her children call for her um and she has to like obviously go tend to her to her kids who are calling mom mom you know and that's when we right, right. find out oh she's a mother of like two young boys uh with her husband um and uh then from that scene uh we go to the hospital and we meet uh her brother who we don't know is her brother yet but no. he's tending to the wound that veronica has and it's very interesting because uh i believe he asked her uh I, she must have told him that she was bit by a dog yeah he's assuming that right and he's asking like do you know where the dog is if you don't know where the dog is uh we can either find the dog or we have to give you you know these shots, shots every baby, week yeah. baby shots you know basically every week um and she says she does but we know you know we know right. she, we know she's not about to take him to this alien um well at least not yet <laughs> yeah. um but to sort of speed things along like we've already established like sort of the main kind of characters that this story revolves around right it's it's right. It's, it's it's veronica alejandra and uh Fabian and Angel and Angel. Angel's yeah, husband. Angel, yeah, Angel is is, is yeah. Veronica's husband. Now, the interesting wrinkle <laughs> to this relationship is this uh love triangle that we don't see coming. Um uh which <laughs> I mean I I think I kind of guessed it. I don't know if you kind of guessed it, but I kind of guessed it at a certain point when um first one of the things that uh Angel says into his wife Alejandra at a certain point is because we see that her their son has ate some chocolate and he's got his fucking rash on his neck yeah they're sitting at the table for breakfast and like he's like kind of like mad that the, he's like blaming his wife for the kid right she said she hid the chocolate he was like well why would you hide the chocolate yada 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 you know he's allergic you know he's being a dick and, and, right. and more or less and he tells him like to go take take him to uh, the doctor, go to the hospital and let him see your brother, you know? And that's the first time he mentions, you know, Fabian. And that's the first connection we get in the story. To, right. Oh, these people know each other. Um, and, but, but um, to sort of like, and I don't necessarily need to go beat by beat here, but uh, there's a moment where uh, Angel and his wife, Alejandra, they go, to a bar right or or it's not no it's not it's not alejandra yet i'm, I'm getting ahead they do do that but right there's a scene with angel i believe after work because we see angel at his job he works like some sort of like landscaping kind of he's thing. like a surveyor yeah. Yeah, yeah 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 surveyor and and then like it cuts to him after work with a bunch of his guy friends and and he's him and uh fabian fabian walks in and they make eye contact and upon that moment when they make eye contact, I kind of thought I knew where this was going. Um, right. And then, yeah, it goes there, which I'm like, wait a minute, is there some kind of shit going on between them? And it right. immediately cuts to the scene of Angel and uh, fucking Fabian having full-on uh, gay sex. Uh, very again, like, graphic gay very sex. Very graphic <laughs> gay sex, where he's pretty much, yeah, he, Angel is pretty much, you know, got her or his wife's brother bent over. And, yeah. and and you get the sense like and then they switch up for us too so yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it makes it all makes sense immediately uh uh why like that first introduction scene with the wife and like you said him from behind 
um, the sort of unsatisfactory sort of sex life that she has with her husband. It's because he's a closeted gay man um, who's literally. He also says some some anti. He says some homophobic stuff too. Like, and he's like playing grab ass with that yeah, dude yeah, yeah. at work. Before, right, <laughs> at his job, right, right. They're like, right, right. Like, one of the guys is saying something like, "Let me, let me see your dick. Let me see your dick." Yeah. Like, you're like, wait a minute, hold up, what? <laughs> HR is gonna get involved. Yeah, it's pretty on the nose in that respect, right? Because he yeah, turns pretty out to really be gay. Uh, but he's living this sort of closeted lifestyle, like where he's hooking up with his brother-in-law, you know, on the side all the time. Um, yeah. And and I and at this point, I'm like, OK, this is different. Like, like, right. okay, not only is the alien thing different, but like this is just a different sort of uh, kind of movie with interesting sort of uh, character uh, dynamics uh, at that. Well, are at and, it, <laughs> and it's also pretty naturalistic filmed like i think is part of what draws you in too is like not not a lot of flourish like pretty cool low like realistic locations yeah. and and that stuff makes stuff like the alien crater scene like really pop and stand out and feel really weird um and the, the whole alien aspect mm -hmm. feels really weird like as it should but like it, it's compared to the way the rest of the movie feels and and looks with all the, you know, not perfect bodies, you know, fucking and uh, being naked and taking showers and stuff. And, uh, but yeah, then you, so, but yeah, that it's essentially the setup is love triangle and Veronica coming into this family and just for the sake of the alien ruining everybody's life, <laughs> like more than they've already ruined it. Themselves. Yeah. Um, I did listen to a brief uh, like interview with the director, and he did cite uh, possession as an influence. Oh yeah, yeah. Which is clear. Um, he said like, well, possession wasn't an influence at first when he was setting about like coming up with the idea, um, but once he decided to go this route and he started making the movie, then he sort of like definitely, uh looked uh to possession in court and, and you and you can tell like on in some levels like yeah that that it does feel like a uh sister movie in a way to that right uh in a, in a very interesting kind of unique way but i do like what you like you pointed out uh peter that like the movie is very naturalistic right it has a very uh specific kind of uh approach and look uh that makes it stand out from sort of films that are in this that would be slotted probably in this kind of uh subgenre um like i was like we were talking about before like i do feel like the movie sort of transcends any sort of like genre label um, right and that's specifically to the style of the filmmaking you know not only not only the sort of aesthetics of it but also just sort of the approach right of the filmmaker like it does feel like a movie uh, that happens to have an alien fuck monster, <laughs> right. like as, as opposed to it being a movie constructed about, you know, like a B movie that's creature feature that's constructed around the idea that this is about an alien monster who fucks people. Uh, yeah, yeah. The, the alien just feels like a, almost like a garnish, <laughs> like right, right. You know what I mean, like just a little bit of garnish that they throw on the plate. It's not necessarily a. Uh, 
uh, even the way they show the alien too, it's kind of like it's only in key moments. Um, but they don't shy away from it though when they do either. No, they they looks pretty good too. Um, for it does couldn't have been a very expensive movie. Um, and I but yeah, I think that that it's because the structure of it, yeah, it's not the alien taking them out one by one. Mm -hmm. They are drawn in with the help of Veronica and. Um, and it's more like the it's less about being scared, but more about being intrigued, um, right. like minute, minute to minute, trying to catch up to the movie. And, and it doesn't completely let you in on everything, but like you're you're perfectly able to follow it. And right. that, and it's, so it's kind of a atmospheric, mysterious movie. And uh, that is never boring. Um, or just like it's it's all plenty of stuff happens. It's just not, you know, an attack followed by you know, like who could it be? You know, it's not. It doesn't have that kind of mystery or that kind of like slasher style, um, you know, mechanics to the plot. Yeah, because um, because the alien, like you said, the alien isn't like it isn't what propels them forward necessarily. Like, yes, they are drawn to it, but what actually happens is more along the them coming to it is more uh, it's more about their sort of character's journey, right? Like like right. like you know, like where it's like the reason that Fabian is drawn to it and drawn to Veronica is because obviously Veronica meets him at the hospital. She's feels like, you know. Uh, she knows she has to move forward because she can no longer continue to see, you know, go to the cabin and see the alien, right? She right. has to find someone else, but also she's trying to find someone else and in attempting to she connects with Fabian and then she asks him if he's gay. <laughs> uh, you know, um, which he doesn't answer and then she apologizes, no, which answers everything. Right. Um, but you get the sense Fabian has this relationship, this secret relationship that he can't, that can't be, it's not sustainable. It's with no, his sister's husband. Yeah. Right. Uh so he's looking for something else. Um so it's like a perfect situation for her to take him there. Right. And then it's like right. then then ultimately he ends up dying mysteriously, right? They find him uh pretty much his body in a in a in a, in a, in a creek. You know right. what I mean? Um and they don't know what happened. They assume it's like a hate crime of some kind because it is known that he's gay. Uh, and, and then they and then it gets connected it gets connected to the brother because yep. the wife discovers you know in her morning right or he's actually in the hospital he's not yeah dead. Co yeah he's got he's coma. In a coma he's yeah. nearly dead he's in a coma um uh he's basically being kept alive by 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 the machines he's hooked up to on life support mm -hmm. uh so she's there grieving and she comes across her husband's phone one day with the help of veronica veronica's helping her mm -hmm. go through because she's like oh i just met um fabian and so she's like helping alejandra um yeah. go through the house uh, through his apartment and then she finds so Wonderful. veronica's involved even in that much of the movie yeah um, yeah to some degree but yeah then she finds the text and is like and here's the rumor that the he was fighting with uh, Angel was fighting with Fabian outside of the hospital. hospital. Yeah. And then, and then that's enough for the police to come 
and mm-hmm. arrest him for the hate crime, basically. Right, because there is a scene where before, when Fabian starts to see the alien, um, he does have a, a moment with with Angel where he tells him he's done. Right. We're not going to see you anymore, and that is the fight that you know someone in the hospital over overhears or sees witnesses and uh tells the police about but then when but when alejandra finds the text messages where they're like you know come fuck me or i'm gonna i'm gonna fucking kill you right right (laughs) like some crazy shit right uh um which shocks her obviously but then like the police arrest him and and there's an interesting moment where uh they have her come in and he's like locked up and yeah right there right there and it's like very like do you know this man <laughs> like yeah yeah i know this man i know this man <laughs> uh i definitely know this man um right and it's very just and we do also discover sort of like and obviously this leads you know veronica to taking alejandra and alejandra who's in this sexless marriage pretty much i mean um if you want to define what they have as sex, uh, they're both unhappy, but now she discovers not only is her brother in a coma, but it possibly looks like it's at the hands of her husband who was having a, a sexual, you know, uh, fling on the side with her brother. Right. Um, and then he gets locked up. So she's in the perfect position to want, you know, to, to, to listen to Veronica, to want to see what's, what's in this cabin that she's talking about. You know, so it's like, again, so she ends up going there. Um, and there's this whole interesting other subplot, too, about uh, Angel's parents and who they are. And right. Like, and how it's connected to sort of uh, uh, Alejandra's job because they own like a candy factory. Um, and she's like, lets her work there. Um, and she even visits with, with the kids when she's there in one scene. Um, right. So you get the sense that like she's in this fucking relationship with this man. So she's married into this relationship, had kids with this man, but she's like not not happy. No, not you know the whole her whole world is constructed around you know being this mother and wife to you know and like he's got he and he's able to sort of you know be sort of a real piece of shit, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like uh 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 and live this double life. Um, and you do also discover that the reason that they're even at where they are in Mexico because they're not they think they're originally from like Tijuana or something. Yeah, yeah. And, and well, they're up there because of Angel, both her and her brother, um, which is another interesting thing. They say that both of them were up there, and you have to think Angel sort of or- orchestrated that, like you right. know, what I'm so he could have it his way, so he could have, you know, the the wife that could be the mother to his kids and have that co- that that cover cover life that they you know that he that he's probably you know given where he's from and at is is acceptable, and then he can also have the sort of life of being an undercover gay man with the, with her brother. Uh, I think what, I think part of what they're, what's, what I imply was implied by the relationship is I think that it's a big power dynamic uh, difference because I think she's, I think he's like, you know, probably upper middle class um, because his mom runs a business, you know, owns a business. And then, so she works for them and he has some other fuck off job. They probably get a lot of money from his parents. Like Right. Well, yeah. And like yeah. yeah, yeah. She and we don't know anything about her family, like um or uh, you know, her brother. Like it doesn't seem like they come from much. Um 
and so like he's got all the power and so he kind of can do whatever he wants um and then you know uh and then we find out how much power they actually have when they apparently influence uh the court (laughs) to get him out out of jail right they get him out of jail um even with the point where like once once uh once Alejandra visits the alien, right? Um, and she, at that point, she even tells Veronica at, some, at a certain point in the movie, like, I know that he didn't kill, like, my brother, that the, I think the alien did. But I but I was, at this point, I'm so, like, taken and, and obsessed with it that I don't care, that I even almost forgive it for putting my brother in a coma. Right. Like, you know, I, know, I, know, I, know my, I know my husband didn't, like, attempt to kill him you know, she's pretty certain that it was the alien, right? When he, cause he was going to see it and they did find his body in the Creek, not that far from where the cabin would, you know, was located um, out in the middle of no fucking where. Uh, and she knows that he just met um, Veronica before all the shit went down. So she kind of, she, she's decent at putting two and two together. You know, she puts two and two together with um, the gay affair and then the same, I think, she recognizes with the alien um, situation as well that Veronica is not really out for your best interest, <laughs> like, you know. Like, yeah, like, but and it's very interesting because it's like it gets to this, it gets to this point where like you realize, like, first of all, we see us, we get a full on like sh- scene of uh, uh, Alejandra with the alien, like engaged in the act act of fucking it right where are it's fucking her more so and it's, a pretty, it's yeah. a pretty like wild little scene where it's like yeah. holy shit like this alien is like <laughs> it's got her like wrapped in tentacles and then it's like got one tentacle between her legs one going in her mouth one on her <laughs> breast nipple it's like fucking like you know like and you could see her in like literal like ecstasy like she's uh, above the ground like she's right, just like she's hanging off, there right she's like hanging <laughs> off the ground wrapped in these like fleshy you know uh tentacles and and it's like it's a pretty like striking it's a bunch grease. of dicks it's a bunch of greasy dicks right like, it's all like a, over. A, a multi-greasy dick alien <laughs> uh as completely the kind of worst thing you could ever want to happen to your to your fucking wife <laughs> You can't compete with a, a no bunch of greasy dicks. This, this alien is a fucking. There's nothing could compete with this alien. But nobody gets <laughs> over him either. They, Doesn't matter. Even, I don't care. They die Lex for him. Steal whoever the fuck. Like bring the porn star. Whatever. This alien is on another level. Uh, like it's on some other shit. Uh, so you know, it, it, it. She becomes so obsessed with the alien, um, and then you get to see sort of like that moment, and then you kind of realize like, oh. Veronica can't move on. Like as I as I assume any 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 person who interacts with this thing in that sexual way kind of becomes like you see the animals are drawn to it to the point where they're all fucking in a damn the crater. Right, There's something about this alien that is uh attractive, you know. Right. Uh, there's a it has a something about it that that makes people drawn to it. You know what I mean? So, and, and, and we get that sense. And then we see Veronica as she's trying to leave, leave town and start over. There's an interesting scene where she's at like this truck stop and she's talking to this truck driver guy. He's like got a truck full of like dogs that he says he uses to like 
think he's like a hunter. Yeah, 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 hunter guy. And he's got a truck full of these dogs that he hunts with. And then they cut to them in a hotel room and they're having sex. But like you can see that she's kind of like just laying there, not really satisfaction because he's not the fucking alien machine. He's not the 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 slimy seventeen dick alien. <laughs> like you know what I mean. So so and he's even stops. Like the the the, the hunter dude is like, do you even want to be here? Like yeah, he's like, like he's totally we were, turned, that guy was turned, great. Like, and it's a great moment because she's like, "Don't leave, just stay." And he's like, "Nah, I'm I'm out of this shit. Fuck this." Yeah, yeah. She's like, she's a super just... super attractive girl. He thinks he, it's like, "Oh, it's my my lucky day." And mm-hmm. then you know she's so checked out. He's like, "We both want to be here, right?" And then like she's like, mm-hmm. "Oh, don't go." And it's like, oh, "Come on, <laughs> like you clearly yeah. don't like this." Yeah, and it's interesting because at that point you're like, "Oh, like she can't move on." No. Um, and ultimately, uh. We see that that's she it and she does end up coming back and it's ends up being sort of the last thing she ever does. Right. Uh, we as we discover it sort of at the end of the movie, but but the interesting aspect of her husband being locked up and then his parents getting him back out is when he when he gets out he he goes and looks for Alejandra and and their two sons and he does find them. She's living in another town. Um. And she's still going to see the alien, right? Like whenever right. she can. Um, but he comes to the house and uh she's living at this place where she has like roommates, like people that are like living in the same space. And at first he just thinks that like uh that's like a man she's sleeping with, and she's like, No, it's not. Then he gets like violent with her and pulls a right. gun out, <laughs> but ends up shooting himself. <laughs> Shooting himself in the fucking knee uh, right. uh, or some shit, right? And then Alejandra's like, he's like begging for her to like help him. And she, and then we see her sort of like, we think she has like a change of heart, right? Uh, and wants to help him. But ultimately she puts him in the back of the truck and takes him out to the cabin. Um, And we're, you know, at that point you're like, what, what, what the fuck? And she brings him to see the alien. Um. And which is a very interesting scene because because uh, she finds uh, Veronica, you know, yeah, dead. That's where she finds Veronica. Yeah, yeah right. Because so we find out at that point, like, oh shit, like Veronica's came back, uh, and the alien and killed her. Chanced it, and that was that. Yeah, that yeah, was yeah. The alien didn't like. He's like, I'm done with you. Um, and obviously he she does he does kill, uh, Angel too. He she it. I don't even know if you want to call it. Right. alien right whatever alien. The alien kills her husband as well she's like letting him basically she like holds him down for a second and then right um the alien drops down from the ceiling yeah and then we see uh her wheel the bodies in a wheelbarrow to a fucking ravine where there's a bunch of bodies <laughs> yeah we were told that there's a bunch and also that that she's helped by the man scientist mm-hmm. but he says that his wife got attacked by the alien too and the wife we uh the wife scientist we get an impression earlier that that she's still obsessed like when yeah. she wants to go in the room with the alien too so she goes over so yeah then we find out that there's a bunch of bodies and that this has like been going on for a while yeah. uh, and and then uh but then that's um you know she leaves right like she gets out and um and then that's 
essentially where the story ends up is that the is that the she motherhood or whatever saves her from the addiction that Veronica has, which I think is interesting because like the movie's kind of conservative uh, that way, kind of like a classic horror movie in a way that like the least alternative like person is like the one who can get away from this addictive being, you know, like this traditional, like the single mother is, is, you know, the, the victor, the survivor, I guess is a real. uh, It's interesting that you say that because they, I, that interview with the director, they mentioned that. And, and he said, yeah, he said, it's interesting. He's like, I wanted to, to do a movie that sort of was morally ambiguous where it's like, he was like, I like movies where I'm, I'm not necessarily telling you um, like what I feel or think necessarily by the choices that the characters make and who comes out at, uh, you know, at the end sort of who makes it. A, um, and he, he, that was an intentional decision of his to sort of not be, you know, like, is it, is, is this saying, is this, is this, is this a movie punishing people for right. being, you know, being gay or, or is this like, he's like, I like that. It doesn't really uh, go out of its way to say yes or no. Right. Um, and I, and it's interesting that you say like, she's the one who lives because we do know she is the one who lives, but I also don't, I'm not quite certain she's done either. You know, I'm not quite certain that she's not going to continue. She could to be not done. Yeah. Yeah. She could be going, you know, on the weekends, you know, taking their care of her kids <laughs> and then going to see the alien. You know what I mean? Because um, it's like and it does. It's an interesting thing is she literally walks from from the from the cabin and she still has blood on her shirt. Um, right. And she get, picks her sons up from school and, the, and she as she holds the youngest son, he looks at her and says, Mom, like, what's that on your shirt? Like and that's when it ends. Like it just kind of ends right. on that that moment, which is a very uh interesting choice again uh about this movie. And yes, once again, um we, we spoil the movie. I mean uh, right, right. Hopefully twenty two <laughs> episodes into this podcast you realize that I do that. Right. <laughs> uh uh go but go watch this movie because I do feel like uh again, like it's spoiler proof. It's so it's such a fucking weird movie. Um it's such a fucking interesting movie that it i don't really think us talking about it even does it justice necessarily uh you really have to see this thing um literally this thing Um, right well and i think that i think that what makes so i you know obviously i think it ends up being alejandra is tradition is kind of the main character but i was thinking about it now and really the the most interesting arc is um obviously veronica because she's so weird and she's a they make i kind of was like it's kind of like her like you could look at either like her she has a love for the alien that is so much that she's willing to like sacrifice people to it and like you know uh, and, and then also you could say instead of a love story you could say it's like an addiction narrative like because like she's you know trying to you know do her nicotine lozenges in the form of pimping for the fucking alien and then uh it just doesn't cut it like she can't go back to normal life and and we also see 
that she's like kind of a good predator because she's living with these like kind of funky cool people that have like the party where I'm does she squirt in her pants or does she yeah that's a very i'm glad you brought that up there is a moment <laughs> where she's like she comes back from you know i forget where is she coming from i think i think she'd just been out with alejandra right at that point to, to see the alien yeah, yeah and she comes back and she like sits on the couch and they're drinking her friends are drinking yes. and then it cuts to like a close-up of under her skirt mm-hmm and we see like just liquid just fill up like right. between her legs and then she like gets up and goes her, to the room and her but her pants aren't like so i mean her, her dress isn't like so, right that's another part like, about where it's like there's no drippage when she gets up no, and no. walks away so. we just saw a lake like form on on, on her panties yeah and, like, and then Which, like so it's almost like did that happen or was that like a feeling like was that right. like how she felt and then it was like a visualization of her mind or what the fuck was that? Right. <laughs> you know, uh, or, you know what I mean? It's a very interesting sort of uh, a little like moment that happens fairly fast and it's right. never, never sort of touched upon again. No. It just introduces but it's one that. Of, it's one of those flourishes like the, the fuck crater um, like that's like kind of hype or just some of the flashes of the alien itself that are just so striking and like bizarre and perverse and um and, the, and yeah i don't i don't fully and also oh but I, I was gonna say so there's other than her flooding the fucking couch but not flooding the couch uh she doesn't choose any of her roommates like who you know are like single people mm-hmm. like she chooses this weird family like to tear apart um like i and i think that's probably wise because uh i think we're supposed to think that uh fabian and alejandra don't have much of a family outside of angel's family and but uh you know the people that party together they're gonna notice you know you know where's john or whatever like Mm-hmm. So, but she, cause yeah, we see her talking to some guy at the house a couple of times and, uh, and she never says, Hey, if you like a good time, I got a fucking alien friend that yeah. will fill, all, fill all your holes and fucking right. rock your world. Well, again, but then interesting is that guy's American apparently, which, which is probably guy. another reason why she didn't choose him. Right. Cause Not the likelihood incident yeah, yeah. <laughs> if he disappears it might bring about some more attention than if it's just some local mexican yep. person that's in the area that's another aspect of it too probably oh, where it's like you know um she's careful about who she decides to bring to the thing um right. I, I almost don't even think she necessarily uh has ill will towards the people she brings either i feel like i feel like it's just she knows she has to bring somebody right and ultimately um she probably I feel that she feels like she wants to be the one still, but she can't be, you know, um, and she's aware of that because she kind of knows that ultimately, you know, if she continues to go back. Uh, she won't make it back. She won't make it out at a certain point. Right. You know? um, um, so she's like literally giving someone else that position until the alien decides it doesn't want that person either. You know what I mean? Um, right. Uh, 
yeah, it's a very interesting kind of um dilemma for that character to have. Uh and sort of an, it's almost like in a way like kind of like the dilemma of like the characters it follows a little bit. <laughs> right, know? right. We're like, okay, I gotta sleep with somebody to, to pass this thing on. And then right. you gotta sleep with somebody. Right. Like, I don't really want to do this, but I don't want to die. And you don't want to die, do you? Right. So you gotta fuck some, you know what I mean? Like it's kind of that interesting, kind of like that That's kind of true. uh similar. It's similar in some ways in in, in that respect. Uh she, she's offering you a better time than it follows, you know, the good right, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. like she's <laughs> it follows like you get to fuck me once and then you're fucked. Like, but at yeah. least like there's a possibility of you're you know, you'll be fucked like never before a few times by the alien um and hopefully you make it out alive like she has been able veronica has been able to up until that point right so but uh that clearly doesn't pan out um for uh which like they also the scientists like so this time i was like trying to i think there's something implied by the vegetation around like the area because like they're like doing like soil samples and shit and there's, there's like just like one scene where they do it but I, I don't fully know what what the fuck is going on but uh so they're like i think something the alien is impacting the environment around yeah. the yeah. area and then also i think that they they also mentioned that that veronica has been with them for a long time and but there's yet there's also a bunch of bodies so like has veronica like fallen in and out of favor like over the over the years or something right. or like there's all kinds of like little mysteries to exactly how or i'm not thinking is this i'm thinking i'm thinking that it's like what happened with uh fabian which is Fabian only went like what one or two, maybe we yeah, only a couple times quick. and he got killed. Yeah. You know? So there's probably, you know, Veronica stuck longer. Maybe those people just got killed in rapid succession. You know what I mean? Before right. she even came along, you know, I mean, obviously the bodies right. were rot. But right. Right. So, so it can't be too, you know, necessarily that, that long of a space, but, but this idea that like, you know, the alien might not, it might kill you after one or two times, you know what I mean? If it doesn't, right. You know, take to you you know what i mean or whatever it might just decide fuck it kill you so that's an interesting like thing and you're right there there was some sort of i noticed some sort of suggestions that the alien was like impacting the environment almost like something out of like a jeff vandermeer book or some shit yeah yeah <laughs> you know what i mean like annihilation yeah, kind of thing yeah 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 where that's the because it, there's moments where you they kind of like does these like slow creep zooms at the roots of like the trees and the edge yeah. of the fucking water and it's like what the fuck like it's like lingering on it as if like to suggest that the whole land has been sort of like changed in some way yeah. by this alien sort of existence or presence uh, like the crater for example obviously the crater and what it does to the animals around the dog continuously wants to be you know the dog's right. movements while the thing you know it, can, it the dog is so attracted to it it's always right. going to the door. It's always like looking around, you know what I mean? Trying to get, you know what I mean? So there is that, that other layer or that, like that extra touch uh, that it doesn't, it's just there, you know, um, which I appreciate. It's not like, 
it's there for you to ponder, right? It's there for you to sort of ask them those sort of questions like we are right now after watching the movie. Um, and it also doesn't have, um, it's not like it needs to, we, we never get a full idea of like, if it needs to feed on the sexual energy or anything like that. Like, it's just like, like you almost kind of, I almost kind of think it's just like, it's fun to give it, people to fuck like like it's like like right. and like it's like yeah. fun for people to fuck it like and it's fascinating and we're all obsessed with it like i i wonder if it, it maybe it could just sit there and not uh, but i don't it, i mean it gets violent with people too so maybe it i'm i'm guessing it needs to some degree but we don't have any idea of what a consequence is if it doesn't you know fuck that week or something you know we never yeah. really get that type of ticking clock or um or that type of stakes to the the horror at the middle of which is only so much of a horror too um at the center of the, right. the movie yeah it's it, interesting because it's like it definitely i guess you could say if you wanted to qualify it as a horror i definitely can say you could but i just definitely feel like it's like i said it transcends that label because it's just at the end of the day, it's it's a film, right? Like right, a capital right. F, you know. Right. It's a capital F film that happens to have sort of the same kind of uh, genre trappings. You know what I mean? Uh, but 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 yeah, it's just the choices. It's all about the choices. The choices that the director makes uh, are not the typical choices that you would see in a movie about this like you know what right. I mean? a movie that involves an alien who fucks people <laughs> like you know what right I mean? there's a lot of ways this could go and we see it um i would compare this to uh um another movie that i i really think is a masterpiece um and i've only seen it one time and uh that's under the skin um oh yeah yeah i love that movie I, totally in the, in the same kind of I've, vein Listen, I, I tell people this all the time about that movie and this movie. I feel like that's a movie that's very, if you want to compare a movie, like I feel like that's a fair comparison in terms of like the tone almost. Like it's very similar and it's different, but it's similar in a lot of ways. Um, I, f I feel like maybe Underskin's actually darker. Um, yeah. Definitely darker, probably. specifically, you know, the baby, the baby, the ocean scene. Like, Ooh, sure. yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs> it's definitely darker, but, but uh, yeah. that's a movie that I saw one time back when it was around the time it came out I ha and i can remember right. scene by scene like it's one of the rare mo movies that like i can recall almost every scene in that movie still like i can count on like one hand how many movies i retain like only after one viewing i'm i'm like one day i'm gonna return to it i just don't need to like i just because it's like how i can picture all those scenes i can picture like you know Scarlett Johansson walking and then picking up these random men and then the, the deformed guy and how he gets away yeah, I, yeah. all of it is still like crystal clear in my brain um in a way that I'm just like still trying to figure out how the fuck Jonathan Glazer did that like I'm like how did he make a movie that sticks in my brain so clear and I only saw it once oh I'm I'm the opposite I probably watched that like once a year and like groove on it I love that movie so much I love it too I, but you know it's what like... but it's 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 so fascinating to me that I can recall it that well that I'm like almost that's why I haven't went back to it. Right. It's like it's such a novelty for me where I'm like, dude, yeah, I could talk to that movie at length about that movie. I don't even need a 
a refresher. <laughs> like I could it's, just think but about it's the it. Same, it's the same kind of thing into that, like not just that it's an alien movie, but like it doesn't hold your hand as to what is happening. And it has a real strong sense of style. Like, uh, and it's not, it also is not actually like scary or anything like that. It's just like unsettling. Eerie and it's unsettling, eerie, and and mysterious. Like it's way more unsettling. I mean, the, like you said, the baby and and the beach beach scene is 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 like it's uh, almost beyond the pale. <laughs> like like it's like like I love like everything fucked up, but like like I when I watch that movie, probably more than most people. But at the same time, you get to that scene and you're just like, ooh, that's that's uncomfortably cold stuff. <laughs> like, it's like, uh, but it is like, yeah, it's the same kind of, I think when you can do that, like have something that delivers some genre shit, like, and like creepy, like, and thriller shit in a way that you haven't seen, but, and like, but also be really mysterious and worth talking about and thinking about like that's that's as good as it gets like that's like exactly kind of yeah you know movie like i want to watch right. and that, that comes around so rare and i think that's why i was so excited about untamed because it's like you can't i can't fully explain it to you um i could i can give you a synopsis but that doesn't really give you a clear picture right. and uh and it, but you're not going to be, it's not like airless. It's like, you know, it's entertaining. It's got nudity. It's got a fucking alien. Like it's got, you know, pretty girls, like you're going to have fun, but like, it's still going to fuck you up and it's still going to, you know, make certain people, you know, possibly the person you're watching it with go like, what the fuck are we watching? And like, you know, like it's just, uh, and that's that's what I want. That's the <laughs> that's the yeah, experience yeah, yeah. I I prize. And he's, it's interesting. Like you think you even mentioned it. Like you said, the pretty girls. But like it's also and you mentioned this at the beginning. Like, but they're like natural, like people. Like you know what I mean. Like they're right. like attractive in a way that's like real. Right. You know what I mean. It's not like I don't know. It's not like a movie pretty. It's not, not like a. Uh, it's like a person you encounter in real life. You know what I'm saying? Like these people right. sort of, you know, like they don't like everyone in this movie has a certain kind of look. Like, you know what I mean? The look is very sort of, you know, uh, I'm trying to think of a good way to describe the look. It's like, it's almost the people have that like lived in kind of you know, like I keep talking about this idea. It's on my, it's been on my mind a lot that I did the, the Japanese term wabasabi, right? Yeah. Um, where, where you know, they, they 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 say like you know items that have show that show use and show war that they've been worn, right? Like have something about that have that like, that makes the item more. You know, it, it adds something to it. It it doesn't have that pristine like untouched quality well i feel like humans it can, you can apply that to human beings right where it's right. Like, like these people are people who you see like oh like they wear life on them like you know what i mean like like they don't they just look like 
They don't look like they live in a glass palace. <laughs> they don't look like they got dropped into this world. Like that's the thing with Hollywood movies a lot. Like, like they'll have it some movie set in like the favelas. <laughs> and then like they got the fucking most beautifulest person in the world dropped right, in the middle right. of it who just looks like an angel fucking like like what are you doing here like you don't even look like you fit in and it's like these this movie has movies that the people feel like they're from the world like they're not like you know what i mean they just feel like oh like yeah they happen to be uh you know attractive actors but like in a way that's like accessible right they're not natural and organic to the world that it's the movie's taking place in not some yeah you know. they're, they're all they're all like i mean i'm sh- and i'm sure if you saw any of them in real life you'd be like oh there's a fucking actor like you know like that's an attractive <laughs> yeah. person but it's just yeah. like by the standards of your average hollywood movie mm-hmm. like you know we're watching these two guys like buttfuck and like they don't have like cum gutters you know like they don't like they're not like perfect like deltoids and shit like yeah. like you know the the where that you know the angel in any other movie would be james marsden you know like he'd be like a he'd be like a douche looking kind of guy yeah. like yeah. instead of like a guy with like character to his face and uh yeah it's it's a it's yeah that that level that quality is also is is super important to it obviously under the skin uh has someone you know a dime in the center of it and then everybody else is real people pretty much (laughs) so it's like that's that's a contrast there yeah Yeah. but it works in that regard because she's the alien she's the alien so it counts stands out in the way that an alien would stand out given you know uh uh, that so it kind of works in, in that way, in, in that movie specifically, like her being the the center, like of of the movie, um, man, that's a great movie. <laughs> yeah. I'm, prob- I'm probably gonna go back and watch it at some point. I just, I literally like the novelty of only seeing it one time and being able to talk about it so, like, clearly. Um, yeah, yeah, Gla- Glazer, like, fucking, that's it's almost that's almost a decade now since he's given us a movie right yeah, every, like, but every time he he comes out with a movie i, I pretty much think he's pretty oh yeah oh yeah sexy beast sexy uh, be- birth birth yeah, yeah he's not like one he's one of those directors where i'm like oh well at least i know when he comes out with something it's going to be worth my time um yeah because he's just like he takes his time when he does make his movies and they always seem to be pretty much like for, at least in my opinion pretty pretty unimpeachable like you know what i mean like oh yeah like, you know what i mean like they're pretty like like each time like he's got a f- solid track record uh uh and honestly i'm trying to think i still need to see um i hear i heard that uh escalante has a new movie that's supposed to be coming out this year but it's like the end of the year so maybe it's not <laughs> uh, it might not get to us yeah yeah uh but uh he has two other features that i really want to see his first one uh, i think it's called sangri which is like from 2005 it's clearly a like okay. lower budget movie yeah like from what i saw of it you can tell like oh like this is like the first movie of a of, of a director to watch um it just very it has that those elements you can just see like early like okay like this guy knows what he's doing and then he has another one i think it's like called like los bastardos or something like yeah so okay like those are the two movies of his of the four 
you know, I've only seen, obviously I've seen Healy in this one, but I really need to, to go watch his first two. Um, because I do feel like, uh, these two movies are just, uh, really, really impressed me. Um, and I do like his approach. I just like his approach. He's definitely somebody who doesn't shy away uh, from showing sort of uh, certain aspects of life on screen that I feel like, right. I don't know, man, like we live in the, and I complain about this, this all the time, but like, I just look, look at the slate of movies that we have now and I'm just fucking depressed. Right? You know what I mean? By like most of the movies, I mean, <laughs> like that come out like, um, I mean, I did go see, and I think I saw you saw it too. I did go see the new McDonough. Um, oh yeah, which I enjoy. Uh, I like that one too. Uh, uh, it's been it's been all right right now. I've yeah, I've yeah. been going. I've been cramming. I've been going to the theater. Uh, Tar. Um, I, I still I Tar's with... on my list. Tar's on my list. Yeah. But that I was I had a guest on Gabriella and she uh, Barco and she recommended Tar to me, and I yeah. told her like that director I have a blind spot for. Like I don't. I haven't watched his other movies either. Oh I, shit! Oh, he doesn't, he doesn't make he's, yeah. he's similar. He's saying yeah, he doesn't have thing. a lot of movies, but he comes oh. out with one, um, and he tends to be uh one that people every time he comes out. Uh, and it, they're all like uh Glazer. They're all pretty different um mm-hmm. from one another too, like style wise. Uh, yeah, he's 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 exciting. That was good. Um, I was I haven't heard many people talk about it, but um, I really liked uh triangle of sadness uh well, that's on my list too i really yeah. like uh force majeure Jamie, I, really I think that movie's fantastic yeah, um, yeah and i was down with the square i'm down with this um yeah the most aggressive uh vomit i've seen <laughs> in a while <laughs> like there's just people leaving the theater <laughs> it was pretty good time. yeah i gotta uh, i gotta i gotta i gotta see that that's, yeah. that's definitely gonna happen um tar and, and triangle of sadness are gonna get saw before before the year's up for sure probably very soon um i'm also like i don't know like i don't know about you but i don't it's rare that i find i never this time of year is easier right because this is a good time of year yeah yeah, because it it is where the movies sort of like you know start to get released that are more geared towards like adults adults (laughs) and like it's like oh this is the time of year where you can do you know what i mean like not only do you get the dumps, you get a, the studio dumps with the shit that they're like, oh, this is going to fail. And use some of that, mo- some of the more interesting shit gets dumped too. Uh, right. outside of the prestige movies, right? The movies that are sort of have aspirations to be sort of awards contenders. Um, so it, this is definitely a more uh, interesting time of the year, usually. Uh, usually. For films over here. Um, but that being said, like, like uh, I never run out of things to watch. Um, yeah, there's so much. There's just so much shit. Uh, I saw that movie, um, all jacked up and full of worms recently. I did an mm. episode about that. I don't know if you. Yeah, know about yeah. That. I, I just know from your episode. Yeah, yeah. That that that's an interesting sort of indie, kind of scrappy movie. I appreciate those too. I appreciate those fucking out there weird ass, uh, movies made clearly on a budget, but that like, you could. But they're like, yeah, it's on a budget, so we get to do fucking crazy shit. <laughs> like, you right, know I mean? right. And like, uh, that's one of those. Um, I'm still trying to see that fucking movie, Actors, but I don't think I'm gonna. Uh, not, I don't think I'm gonna be able to see it because I just feel like I'm not gonna be anywhere where it's screening. Um, and it's not. I don't know about be- Actors. What What's that one? 
So Actors is this movie uh, directed and starring uh, Betsy Brown and her brother, Peter Vack. Uh, mm. Betsy and Peter are brothers and sisters. They both act and they, they direct. Peter is known for his movie, Assholes. Uh, mm. And he's got another movie coming out. But, but the thing about the movie Actors was Actors uh, stars him and her as actors but her the brother plays an actor who decides to become trans in order to advance his career uh but then it goes like super dark like horror level <laughs> and and the movie got basically canceled um yeah uh because a, a guy in new, in the sort of dime square new york film circles he's this guy named uh what the fuck is his name cramps or something i don't know he's a I, they pay this guy too much attention i pay i pay too much attention to weird sort of uh I don't know if you want to call them subcultures, <laughs> but like right. uh, weird sort of circles. I pay attention to all these weird little circles of movies. And, and well, he gave this movie a bad, they invited him to one of the screenings. He gave it a, he, he basically gave this, he called the movie like transphobic and said all these negative things about it and basically got the movie, uh, any um, chance of distribution for it coming out kind of got killed. Yeah. Uh, but they were still doing screenings like and they still are doing screenings they're taking to places and i think betsy is going and uh and like doing q a's with the movie and stuff like that is this uh, is this critic that canceled it are they are they trans themselves and they're hoping no. for a stamp okay it's no, just no. somebody who decided yeah yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah 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 so 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 this movie's been sort of like relegated to being not distributed but uh i'm definitely interested in it i definitely want to see it um Betsy Brown is actually in All Jacked Up and Full of Worms. But okay. uh she was also in uh that Dasha movie, uh The Scary of 61st. She Oh um, yeah, I like that one. Well, yeah. she's the girl who's like f- has the boyfriend and then she's like freaking the fuck out and masturbating in front of the Jeffrey <laughs> F. building or whatever. Like, yeah, that's her. That's Betsy Brown. Um <laughs> uh yeah, so she that's so, her so movie. She's she's attracted to a certain type of material. Yeah, yeah, she's definitely <laughs> all the way in with all the shit that she does. So so uh, yeah, so she's she that's her movie. She's she she directed it, wrote it, her brother and her star in it. But that's the movie that I, I at some point I think will get some kind of release, but I don't know I'm what. Sure. But that's one of that that's one of those movies that again like on my radar, it's been on my radar. Uh but yeah, I don't really have problems finding things. It's just the movies that tend to be at the theaters for the majority of the year are like fucking the same shit over and over again. Like, uh, and I understand it. I get the economics of it. You know, um, I get it. Like, I, I, just I was, I was having that discussion today, man. Like, uh, like somebody, a friend of mine who's big sci-fi guy, like, uh, uh he, we we're just, and I was just kind of, I was just talking about like, how I how much I avoid Star Wars and Marvel kind of stuff like yeah. like a typical film snob and like but like like event as I was talking about it I like kind of got like self righteous and like kind of like was soapboxing <laughs> I was like like and and you know I, I became the like and they're doing this to film culture but like so I don't need to give them my my ears and time and all this shit and like. And I, it, that was being kind of funny, but I was also like, I was being pretty honest about it. Like, I mean, like it's pretty. I feel, I do feel that way. Like, I do think that, 
yeah, I'm sure Andor is is probably pretty good. Uh, it's got some good people making it, but like, I'm sorry, I'm it's it's got the Star Wars label. I don't need it. <laughs> like, I don't. <laughs> Yeah, I don't need to give it my. Yeah, it's one of those things where it's just like you know what, like I'm not even begrudging people. Like, if they want to watch it, watch it, whatever. Go ahead. But I just don't. I just don't want to hear about. It. No. <laughs> like you know what I mean? Like I like you know I like like you're allowed to like whatever you like. You know, like Obviously. you're allowed to hate. I, I don't really. That's the thing. Like I feel like, and this is I don't know if you if you 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 are similar in this respect to me, but like. I'm one of those people where I'm like, no, 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 you're allowed to love what you want and you're allowed to hate what you want. But like other people are too. Like, you know what I mean? Like, right. like I don't care that you love something. Like what whether if you love it doesn't make me makes no difference to me. Just like if you hate something I love, doesn't right. mean anything. It's like, yeah, okay, you hate it. I disagree. <laughs> but but right. like I doesn't I don't lose sleep over it. And I feel like most people nowadays, like like they have such a weird attachment to these corporate, you know, IP giant moneymaker, you know, they're basically like, it's like you have, like they have this weird sense of ownership over these movies. And it's like to, to, if, if someone expresses uh, a negative opinion about it, then they take it as an assault on them. Right. Which is weird. It's like, it's, it's weird how the, how it's it's and maybe just it speaks to the level of like how sophisticated uh the sort of uh propaganda machine has become at these big corporate you know media companies where like there's even though they're like making this very sort of um uh cookie cutter so almost like uh assembly line style uh product uh, ingrained in in that shit is is all of the sort of kind of uh, messaging that sort of people are bombarded with in their day to day life that it like people it manages to have uh, infiltrated sort of people's brains in a way where they have this weird sense of like attachment to the point where it's a it is they view it as a part of them. Um, which is speaks like all the Marvel and Star Wars fandom, right? Where it's like, if you say things about these movies, then you're not only attacking the movie or you're attacking this giant multi-billion dollar corporation, you're attacking me, the individual guy who lives in Nebraska with a fucking Funko Pops on my fucking wall. Yeah. Like, it's very strange. It's a very weird... Uh, well, yeah, it's just very weird. I don't... Well, and that, but the, and that, to take that ownership, like you're part of a protected group when it's like you you are the majority you are you've won the culture like right. you're not <laughs> you're not a you're not a protected minority you yeah. are yeah. you are you know coca-cola and you can't mm -hmm. cry when someone says that eh, coca-cola is not for me like like and really you should take if if you if the type of thing you consumed was actual had any artistic merit you do it film uh, snobs are do which is if somebody doesn't like it you just tell them oh well they're, they're not as smart as me so like you know like, cause, like you just don't get stuff so like I'm sorry for you and you maybe don't say that but like that's that's what we all think when like people are like oh that movie was weird you're like yeah some people interact with art 
in the right way. And yeah. <laughs> some people don't. <laughs> yes, yeah, this is very true. That's very true. I don't know, like maybe with the, you know what I'm, you know, and I know you, you had a blog for a long time. Right. Um, What do you think about sort of with the impending doom of Twitter? Like, I feel like, I feel like we're like, uh, I'm enjoying like just Twitter. Like, I'm just like watching it. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I'm just like, well, I'll just, I'm just here. I'm just watching what's happening. Um, I do feel like there is this weird sort of like uh, hourglass that's been turned over or <laughs> I'm like, right. okay, how long is this going to go? Like, like, is this going to last long? I don't know. Like, we'll see. Uh, but when the sand runs out, is this thing going to be here anymore? Oh, yeah. Is it going to be something different? I don't know. Uh, but I feel like in real time, I'm, we're just all kind of watching it. Right. But my I, thing is though, my thing is with, with, with Twitter becoming like, I don't know what it's becoming in sort of uh potentially not, you know, potentially the end, like maybe, I don't know uh, if it, if it does, if it does implode and, and, and goes away um, with the advent of like Substack, are we going to have a new sort of like kind of blog style return? Like, is it going to be a new era of that shit? I'm interested in, in seeing like, if that's what's going to happen. Um, I don't know. That maybe should be, that maybe could be, I mean, that's kind of how I, became you know like my we had a computer when i was pretty young i'm 39 uh uh we had a computer when i was pretty young my early interactions were like uh i figured out all the like movie and music review websites like your pitchfork your stylus ain't it cool news that kind of stuff and then so i eventually you know, I just kept up with shit on that. Eventually got, became a little bit of a comments guy. Then, uh, then went to college and was too busy, you know, was like, oh, it's for nerds. And, uh, then, uh, at the end of that, like started a blog and, uh, and then kind of, that was a whole community of itself, like different, you know, crime writers and like, uh, magazines wanted you to put shit up um and you just kind of networked that way and you emailed everybody but then very shortly after that was twitter and that has been the mode for you know 14 years for me i guess and uh i've been um, on twitter since 2008 it's kind of yeah yeah, same here yeah yeah so (laughs) it's been it's just been there and uh and i'm and yeah i think I, i wouldn't mind if if we can find a way just to keep in contact uh somehow and we and we have to produce mm. you know more interesting content than just tweets that i i guess i would try to keep that up yeah. um but i but you know i don't really know like i know that I, I see the little drips and drabs from people about like the company getting gutted and stuff like that but like the only thing that's changed for me is like the you know the the goofy like I look at the the blue arrow differently now, <laughs> like <laughs> the blue check, and like, <laughs> and I uh, and then I look at, like it just seems like nobody can shut up about Elon Musk. Like that seems about all that's really different. Like yeah, yeah. people who I like who still put up interesting shit still put up interesting shit. You know, right. like it's it's uh, there's a certain tension like on there, but like it's not like ultimately funny stuff is still happening. Uh, like people are still talking about cool shit. Like people are still being whack. Like it's just mm-hmm. business as usual. Like yeah. kind of in a lot of ways. And I hope it keeps up. But I and I haven't really been keeping up with whatever 
people's predictions, uh, why they have these predictions of its imminent failure. Well, but, because um, here's why. Here's why. To cut, sorry to cut you off, but of here's here's what here's why. It's because Twitter as a company is never their their problem before Elon even bought it was that they were a company that couldn't figure out a way to make money. Right. Um, for the long they they weren't really making money. Like you know, like they have advertisement dollars. They did have that, but like once Elon took over, a lot of that went away. Like, uh, and then Elon decided, um, well, I'm going to have people pay for verification <laughs> and only like i hear like the numbers only like twenty two thousand people have done it which is nothing oh, wow. like twitter has like 400 million users i don't know how many of those are actually bots we don't fucking know but right. uh, but um you know a very like you know a very low amount of people that's not really generating revenue in any kind of real way so the question becomes like as he's taken over and he's steering this ship um elon doesn't have uh, a track record of being able to make a business profitable because all of his businesses that he's ran have pretty much been hadn't turned profit for at least like Tesla didn't turn profit for almost 15 years. Um, right. SpaceX has never turned a profit. <laughs> uh, uh, the boring company makes no money. Like all of these companies that are subsidized, right? They're subsidized by tax dollars and shit like that. And he's able to sort of like capitalize off of the uh, the 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 estimated value of the company. Right. So if the if the company's valued at billions of dollars, then it's basically essentially that's what it's worth, even though it's not making profit. And he's able to exist off of it. But see, Twitter he's not able to do that. So that's the interesting thing where it's like, okay, is he going to try and? Because he just sunk $44 billion into this fucking thing. <laughs> you right. know? So that's the interesting thing is like, what's going to happen? Is it going to stay or is it going to, or is he just going to say, fuck it, cut his losses at a certain point and let it die or sell it or who know? Like, we don't know. Like, you know, right. that's what's the interesting aspect of it is like, okay, well, what is going to happen? Like, you know, um, I just think it's interesting. Like, I don't really, I'm not like, I don't really care too much like yeah i have my criticisms about musk but like he doesn't bother me uh any more than any other billionaire fucking person right. I know. Yeah, exactly, you know what yeah. i mean i feel like they're all sort of in the similar boat with me but 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 you know i have my criticisms of all of those those guys right. but but i'm not flipping the fuck out like you know what i mean like like all of the people that are flipping out about him buying i'm like it's weird to me because it's like do you know who owned twitter before him yeah what kind of great guy was that like, like the people <laughs> they the fucking saudi royal prince dude this motherfucker was a mass murderer <laughs> like what are you talking about like you know what i mean and i still think that like now that musk owns it i still think they're one of the still they're still one of the majority stakeholders still oh, like okay. so it's like twitter's always been owned by nefarious fucking people i mean and honestly if you're comparing the two, it's like, I, I think Musk has less blood on his hands. I mean, right. Um, you know, so it's like, who gives a shit? I just feel like it, it's a very Twitter for the longest time was the, was a bastion of sort of like the bourgeoisie sort of like liberal class. So like the idea that like that space has been taken over and, and, and it's no longer like them sort of having like the checks and balances in place that they, they prefer right uh, that's too much and they're like fuck this but it's like a lot of those people that are bailing are like i didn't like they don't understand it like yeah you but you i thought you sucked anyways like i'm glad you're off the platform right. <laughs> like i don't care if you're on the platform to begin with so um you know what i mean like yeah it's just one of those things where i'm like like you said there's still people posting interesting shit on there um 
like the people who don't, I just tend to like not f- pay attention to, you know, don't follow them and don't mute them. You know, I just mute them or whatever. Like, I don't, right. you know, I don't really care too much. Like, you know, but I am interested in sort of like the next phase because social media has become such a integral part. We're around the same age. Um, uh, I don't, I don't know where else I, cause I never jumped on with Facebook. Um, I like letterbox, but that's not really interactive um, yeah. as much. Uh, and so this is the only yeah. place uh, I really fuck with. So Instagram is very interesting. Uh, cause I'm sort of, uh active on instagram to a degree where i have other accounts but like instagram is moderation is insane um where it's like i've gotten uh so many people have gotten zucked like i've had multiple accounts just banned (laughs) like just because the moderation is crazy like the moderation there is so crazy um there's a whole entire like weird subculture of like shit posters and like Mm. a whole weird ecosystem that exists on that platform specifically that's very interesting and bizarre and very niche yeah uh, you have like micro niche celebrities that are birthed off of like the instagram platform um and they're people who are faceless like you know right. they, they just post shit you know images memes you know all kind of weird shit um amass thousands upon thousands of followers and their accounts get banned uh it's weird it's a whole weird whole tightly like so these platforms are all strange uh to different degrees facebook is a weird one because facebook is so uh i rarely post on facebook facebook is so boomer centric right and and millennials to a certain degree which i guess we are but 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 it's really like it skews older um, yeah and there's a lot of weird shit on facebook i don't know it's just a weird platform for me so twitter's always sort of kind of been the, the in-between right and like um but like I said, these social media platforms have become such a uh, in, integral part of most people's lives. Uh, the, I just find it interesting to see what the next thing is. You know what I'm saying? Like if this falls, yeah. Right, what's the next thing? Because something's going to fill that vacuum. You know what I mean? Like uh, just because that's just the, you know the what the world it, we live in. It it has to. But what? Yeah. What, what is what it? Is, what is it now? How am I going to like it? You know, am I going to want to fuck with it or not? Like, <laughs> yeah. and am I going to find out about it appropriately? You know, like, cause I mean, like, who knows how connected I'll be without Twitter. Cause I don't fucking, I don't, I, I try to, I try to limit how much I'm, I fuck around and right. I, I'm not like the, you know, I'm not on the hunt for another addictive stupid thing in my in my pocket you know yeah, like, yeah, like, that's true. That's true. like but i do want to still like have you know access to the people that i follow like i think I, letterbox i think letterbox is the is, is my favorite because it's the most like uh it's like it has so many like restrictions built into the platform in terms of its interaction Right. Like, like you can interact, but it's through reviews. Right, right. And it's like you post a movie and like you're really just posting to find movies and watch. And it's, it's just it, there's a, there's lim- built in limitations to where like, right. like you can be on it and not feel as bad. Like, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> right, right. Is, you know what I mean? You're just like, OK, because you're, the intention is always, OK, what's I'm going to watch a movie now or or I need to see this movie or OK, that looks interesting. Like you're, you're it's it's fueling you to get off of the app and go, right. you know, seek out <laughs> some shit. Yeah, uh, but that's what I, that's what I mean is like that. 
the way I use it is like I I hear something, I put it on my watch list. Right. Um, I see something, I you know log it, and then you know, or I hear about something that I'm iffy about. Um, then I see if anybody that I follow fucks with it, you know, like, and, and that's kind of, and that's a, that's enough interaction for me, but that's also not hugely social unless like, you know, uh, unless I see a really cool review of something I'm, you know, I'm what, you know, I watched, uh, the Ringo Lamb full contact with, uh, Chow Yun Fat last night, you know, like, so I'm like looking at a couple of people's reviews. Uh, but like you know, that movie's not even. Uh, you can't even find it when you put it into just watch. Like, that's, I the got one, it from... that's the one where uh, Chow Young Fat is on that motorcycle on the. Yeah. yeah, 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 I've seen yeah, that yeah. a long time ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Seen it <laughs> yeah. It's, it's yeah. got it's got a killer ending. Like that movie, like yeah. has is not great, but like the crazy shootout at the end, I was like, okay. Yeah, we're... Ringo Lam is like one of those directors who it's like, and if it's got if it's got Chow Young Fat, it's gonna be at least entertaining. You know. What oh I mean? yeah. Um. But uh, I'm trying to think of uh, what's the what's the director who directed uh, Chow Young Fat's been in a bunch of his movies too. Uh, Johnny Toe, Stewie Hark. Johnny or... Toe, you just said it. Johnny Toe. Yeah, yeah. Johnny Toe is underrated. Yeah, yeah. I agree like Johnny that. Toe has so many um, great movies. Like not just like good, like great movies. Like like I every time I'm like I discover like another Johnny Toe like that's like amazing. And I'm like, dude, how many amazing Johnny Toe movies are there? There's a lot. Like, he's just known as this action director. And, but like, a lot of his movies are fucking fantastic. Like, you know what I mean? Like, uh, like a lot. Like, more, more than like people, I think people realize. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. I got to go deeper on that. I, I think, I think I've just seen the surface uh, shit with him. Um, yeah. yeah. He's got a lot of like, movies where i'm just like yo johnny toe directed this too holy shit like i and they're pretty good like they're he's got like in terms of like prolific directors too like he's got like a very respectable like body of work where it's like a lot of movies and a lot of them are high quality like, yeah and, and i feel like the assumption is like not that's not the assumption the assumption is oh like he just does like a lot of actioners and they're kind of like uh, no, they're like well shot, but they're also sort of like uh, dram dramatic, right? Like, Dramatically, so yeah. I mean, look at it right there, yeah. Throw down, fucking drug war, yeah. Election, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's election, drug war, yeah. All those, they're fucking great. Like, like, yeah, just, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, he's got yeah, he's so many good out. ones. He's got a lot of good ones where I'm just like, yeah. Every time I fucking find another Johnny Toe, I'm I find myself like at this point now, I just I I seek them out because I'm I'm I'm. I'm surprised, like holy shit, like, I, yeah, I, yeah. I used to put him on the tier of Ringo Lam, and now I'm like, nah, actually, he's like a tier two above Ringo Lam. I think you're probably right there, yeah. Yeah, like he's like a tier or two, couple tiers above him, and you know, so, and I still, I still find Ringo Lam to be sort of a very entertaining, you know, filmmaker in general. Uh, even though you know, I tend to. China, like movies that come out of China since sort of Hong Kong became part of China again. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Like they're kind of, they're not as exciting. I feel like uh, as like Korean films, specifically South Korea, obviously. Right, uh, right. South Korean movies and uh, fucking Japanese, you know. And like, the, well, and now we have the, is it Indonesian, yeah, uh, Indonesian action too. movies? Yeah, 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 like, yeah, 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 yeah. 
all those shits like that got kicked off with like the raid and yeah 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 those are those are there's all these interesting movies these asian films outside like but i remember being uh young and watching like all of those like hong kong exports like all of those movies obviously the jackie chan shit the fucking the cat three films like all the crazy insane shit that used to come out of of china um yeah that was my first that was my first like cult like be like genre like like my education was kind of like um you know got got the base of like classic american movies and like the canon kind of real young like my my i i I really searched out you know hitchcock and all that type of shit like billy wilder howard hawks like got like the base and then like american movies but yeah, the specifically the fucking Charlie and Fat with two fucking forty fives movies <laughs> were yeah like that type of shit Woo, was yeah, like yeah all the John Woo movies yeah oh, oh yeah, yeah. Okay. that was like that was like the first time where I was like okay this I need to go as deep as I can and like and that was harder to do back then too obviously yeah um yeah. but uh and you know now I got this video store that's run like classic style and they have like a fucking crazy uh they they call it like extreme asian section or whatever the fuck and it uh so i can like watch these shitty dvds from like 25 years ago of of all this stuff and uh it's super fun just to like go in there they have like the directors on the spine and everything like it's like you know you're in a time machine um and Nobody gives a fuck about it because everybody who goes there is strictly going back to the porno room <laughs> and they're like all like 75 and they're just me, a fucking nerd, like going through the shelves of, of the, you know, non-erotic area. It's crazy. <laughs> and- it's crazy that people will go like and buy uh, or rent porno and they have a phone and they can just watch it on the internet. <laughs> you want to be like before before you pay way too much to rent that, sir. Can I see your phone for a second? <laughs> like, right. like I remember the transition too, because like I remember like porn at first, porn wasn't as easily accessible on the internet. Like right. there was a lot of paywalled shit. Yeah, and it still made sense at that point. Like to be like, okay, if you're gonna seek it out, I understand people that rent movies if they have an adult section. Okay, it makes sense. You but don't it's want got a but credit like, card I, statement. Yeah, right. Yeah. But at a certain point, it's like, dude, it's, everything <laughs> is there for free. Like, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, what are you doing now? You know what I mean? Like, why are you still in 2020? The fact that you have a video store is interesting as well. It rules. Yeah, it's crazy. There are not many. I I find myself like my first official real job was at a blockbuster video, uh, when I was like 16 nice so like i had that 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 like again i feel like you have to be of a certain age to even have access to that sort of right and i feel like you know obviously uh generations that are a little bit you know younger they don't even know what that is you know you don't know what it's like to have to to search for what you're gonna watch like in physically you know right. like physically the closest they get is scrolling netflix for a right. hundred times and not finding shit right but like right, right. To walk around the video store and look at the boxes and shit and be like oh do i want to rent this i don't fucking know you know there was a level of investment in like when you rented some shit where you were like i gotta i gotta watch this i, I rented it like, right. yeah yeah 
the, now it's the just commitment. Like, yeah. 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 It's like a fuck it. You know what I mean? Like, like, I mean, I mean, I, I will be honest. Uh, there were times where I would rent movies and I wouldn't watch them sometimes, you know, I'd be like, Oh, I guess I got to take this back. Yeah, <laughs> or I would yeah. just keep it and get the lay fee and then, watch right, it. Right. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but, but I remember, you know, uh, doing that from time to time but for the most part if i if i took the time to go out and get it and that was probability was high i was watching it like fairly fast right um so and i can't say that anymore like i have i can find so much stuff now you know um just online and 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 like i have hundreds of movies that I'm like, I'm going to get to these movies. Eventually, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, but they're just there. Like, they're just, because they're not physically here. You know, um, I have physical movies still. Like, but but the I have so much more on a fucking computer. Right. You know what I'm saying? That it's like, am I ever going to watch this movie? I don't know. <laughs> like, I, I think I am. Like, I think I'm going to, I think I'm going to get to that point. Um, and, well, it's also insane that you, that just a while back, like you couldn't imagine of such fucking bounty that like you know for yeah. like for like the the you know little amount of money that you pay for a few subscriptions or the downloads that you they can figure out that you would have just a fucking bounty of 500 things that would be perfectly acceptable to a knowledgeable film person to watch and like like it just like like you know it will to bring it's the hunger the the is it has to be the your hunger for something has to be just right for like it to be like all right that's the one you know and that's part of what the video store does is like well i i got in my car and i and i picked right. up something physical right. like and i have to bring it back or i'll get a late fee and i you know and even though that's not a big deal like i still want to you know participate in this system so like you know like it matters like i'm you know uh like i'm 12 and it's my parents money not my money <laughs> so right. i don't want to i don't want to <laughs> uh fucking have a late fee even though it's like two dollars or something <laughs> and it's the same thing it's the same thing with books too um for me at least uh I have a lot of books. I mean, I have a lot of books, but, but right. I mean, I have other shelf over here, but, but I also have a lot of books on my laptop. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And Don't I'm get like, relegated but book, so far but, down. But it's the same kind of thing though, where it's like, I'm more likely to get one of these off yep. the shelf than I am to open the ones on my lap. I don't know what it is. I think it's conditioning. I think, I think, so I, I think it's conditioning because I'm a certain age that I'm conditioned to sort of the physical media. And I'm more likely to to look at physical media as uh, the the proper way to to experience like a book or a movie or as opposed to it just if I just get it digitally, you know, yeah. like um, which is weird because I write right, and mm -hmm. when I write, I write. I do have a typewriter, but I I rarely use it. I right. use a fucking laptop, so I digitally type the things I write. Right. And I have a level of investment in that, but that's a creative investment. It's different. Um, but when I get something in a digital form, I don't, it feels less 
I don't know. It's, like, a, it's on the farthest of the back burners for right. me. Like, yeah, like a, a yeah, book yeah. or even, yeah, like, like that's why I've learned, like, unless something is only available on through Kindle, yeah. like yeah. certain independent authors, um, then I, I just, I have to buy the book or get it from the library because otherwise it just is not. I know it's going to, my Kindle is just stacked with books and books of people that I'm, I, that I love that I'm just I'm not getting to you until <laughs> until the entire shelf is, is empty you know like it's just... right and that that's a big thing for me where it's like like even now as 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 I've gotten to a certain point in my life where I'm like I got tired of like having had a you know been I've been I don't know I, I say like I say 10 years but it's probably more like 13 years but I say 10, I say like 10 years, 10 years specifically, because I feel like 10 years, it was about the time I started getting money. Like when I started making money in any capacity doing screenwriting, right. I feel like it's been like 10 years. Um, and, and I exist in a weird space where I've done a lot of work and gotten paid money for it. But like, I don't have a lot of, uh, things out there in the world right but I've touched a lot of things that people know about like you know what I mean and it's weird to sort of exist that way so I've gotten to a point now where it's like like I'm so disillusioned with sort of the whole process of that where like I've gotten to a point where I'm like okay I'm, I'm at that late stage in my life where like okay like the only thing ahead of me is like the rest of my like you know every, the only thing ahead of me is 40s in like 50s like you know what i'm saying like you're at that point like you're just gonna have your 40s you're gonna have your 50s and like then you're 60 like you know what right. i'm saying because all your 30s are like you know so it's like you're 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 sitting right there at the precipice and it's like i don't i'm tired of like the games of waiting for permission or like the sort of mechanisms that require for you to sort of go through the channels so i've got to a point now where it's like okay like everything that i do like outside of things that i do for money right like everything that i do that's like of that comes from me like the goal is to just put it out right like the goal is to just put it out like it's even if it's if it's a film if it's a novel like it's it's just like do it the the quickest way i don't want to like even now like like i have a book that i could put out like i could i could reach out to a literary manager that and 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 be like yo this is my new book take it around query it i could i could go to a small press but I don't want to wait. Like, I don't want to wait for them to accept it and then be like, it'll come out six months from now or come, that's fast. It'll come out next year or, come, you know, yeah, or two yeah. years. I don't like, I'm like, fuck that. I would just rather put it out. Or I would do the same thing with a film. Like, it's like, if I'm writing something and I, I really want to see it, then I'll do it at a certain scale that I know I can, that I can, you know, pull off and then make it and put it out. Like, so I say that to say, uh you know when you mentioned like smaller books that like if they get put out on a fucking uh kindle you know what i'm saying like like i'm intentionally like okay like the next thing i put out like i want it to be a physical thing too like yeah i'm not going to completely uh get rid of the the digital component right like, you no know, but but like i want it to be a physical thing for that right. reason for that purpose because it does it does uh, 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 get lost. There's so much shit out there. 
and yeah. it's, you get it's like no i want to make sure that like if i put this out there's going to be physical copies i'm not interested in just doing some fucking digital book like in the just living and solely digital like i have no problem with digital books yeah but it's the same thing with movies like it's it's like yeah like there needs to be some form of physical media uh even if it's a boutique you know release from some fucking vinegar syndrome or some shit like you know what i mean like right, you, want, right. you want there to be a copy that exists that's a that's a tangible thing in the world not yeah. just some shit that's floating in the air <laughs> like you know what i mean that it's just so much shit there already you know what i mean like uh yeah well there's a, there's a million uh perfectly good uh like they're like usually like rips of movies on youtube that i'm like dying to watch but like I'm gonna watch a fucking you know Arrow Blu-ray before I'm gonna like even watch this free thing of something that I've been dying to watch. You know, it just there's a certain presentation that if you if you get access to it, like is gonna make something a little sexier. Um, right. Unfortunately, like it's just the way it is. Like I. There is yeah. something there is something to the ceremony. You know, I used to think that like that was like a uh like a what do you call it? A uh like the ceremonial aspect of I used to tie that in with the nostalgia. Like I used right. to think that, that's the I don't think that anymore. Um I think I think the ceremonial aspect of like of things like 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 for example, the ceremonial aspect of uh, remember when you used to buy CDs and then like you right. would open the CD and then you would read the album credits. Right. You would scroll something like that. That was part of the experience. It's not nostalgia. It's a ceremony. It's like it goes back to sort of like humans and sort of like the existence of, again, like this idea of of uh, almost magic or some shit. Right. You know what I mean? This idea of like, what is magic? Like, what is that? Like, you know, it's, you, you know, at a certain point in your life, it's just stupid, but it's like, actually, no, like, it's not stupid. Like, it's like the idea of, 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 uh, you know, a spell, right. Right. Like yeah. the word spell, where's it come from? Like spelling, spelling words, words, right. Saying things over and over again, this idea of like, like, no, no, no. Like the things you think become things. You know what I'm saying? Like there right. is a there is this sort of special kind of I don't know. There's this special sort of thing that we all kind of know subconsciously that we all sort of sort of recognize that like there's an important sort of ceremony that's missing um, today when it comes to sort of a lot of the things we use and consume. You know what I mean? It's like making it's like making food as opposed like you know how it feels to like the going through all the steps of cooking something at home and how different it feels when you just microwave it <laughs> you right. know what I'm saying? it's the same thing it's like no 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 no. that's not nostalgia like i think it's easily written off as nostalgia for logical reasons but it's different like no there is a there is something about a connection to the thing like there's a step in between the, you and the thing and it's the actions that connect you like and it's like when you take those out then it's like they it feels empty you know what i'm saying there's no connection like you know what i mean you're not getting like the senses like the touch the taste the smell it's not engaging you it's only engaging you on one level 
but in 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 in, in the past it, it it engaged you on multiple levels like again like opening a cd that smell of that fucking plastic that they used to wrap in the shit like the fucking feel the way the fucking in, inside of it looks like all of that the way that the way the undivided attention you give the first listen to that CD. yeah right, right. The, you're listening to the album in a way that you're like you're you're leaning forward you're paying attention you want to listen to it from beginning to end as opposed you, to like, you entered in a contract with your if you went to sam goody like 17.99 as well like you, right, right. you, you paid that's a, a good that's a good, that's a good that's a good word contract it's a contract you know what i'm saying it's an informal contract it's like right. the social contract in a way right like totally. you know it's like it's not like a literal contract but it is a contract you enter into this sort of contract with the thing you know and and you don't do that anymore uh if you're you know and, and most people don't and that's why i feel like shit feels so disposable you know right i mean that's one of the i feel like it's a, a major uh reason one of many but i feel like it's a major one that i think gets overlooked a lot like i feel i feel like Again, it easily gets brushed off as people being sentimental. Like, you but know, I don't, I don't think it is. It feels, it feels cheaper to when you watch the big uh, movies that when you watch The Irishman on Netflix instead of seeking it out for its limited multiplex run. Like, it's like that kind of. If you if you can do the big deal investment, you should do it. Like, is what it comes down to. Like, if I can get if I can get something at the video store, like that's, that's more fun to me than, you know, paying two ninety nine on Amazon. Like it's like, it's like I'm watching something 25 years old. Like, unfortunately sometimes it's scratched and I have to buy the fucking two ninety nine <laughs> Amazon one anyway. Right, but like, right. uh, if you can make the proper ceremony out of it, like there's a reason that, those things were great to you all those years ago. And there's a reason that you don't respect your Kindle as much as you do your bookshelf. So on that tip of, of sort of uh, physical media and, and how we, 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 uh, we need it. <laughs> I don't know. Right. I don't know if, if, if we're, if we're uh, fighting a losing battle. I don't right. think we, I don't think we are. I just think that like, as 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 uh backwards as it may seem to a lot of people to to sort of talk about the there needs to continue to be like things like physical you know media um i just think that like actually people just haven't caught up you know which is kind of strange to say cuz we're talking about things that are, are perceived as in the past but i really think that like no like i think that it's just we just moved that a certain we've been moving as a, as a culture uh, a certain way and it's built up so much momentum and we haven't hit that wall yet where we have to like stop and and, and reevaluate like oh like we were we weren't thinking this through like we were only thinking through this this purely sort of like uh capitalist uh sort of worldview and like you know where it's like innovation and, and just whatever makes the most sense in terms of like the bottom the bottom dollar and if we can eliminate sort of uh the the, mo the more you can eliminate sort of uh not only physical uh 
items, but like if you do by doing that, you eliminate sort of the need for people to uh, manufacture things, right? Um, right. That ultimately serves the bottom line, right? It ultimately serves sort of this idea of like making more money, more profit. Uh, I feel like, yeah, okay, but like life isn't solely about that like you know what i'm saying like life isn't about an economy you know what i mean like like i don't feel like people understand that i feel like because we've structured we live in a world where it's completely structured around this idea specifically we live in a country where it's hyper um hyper capitalism at at, at, at it's like like we are in the mecca for that shit so so right. like i feel like we've moved at a certain pace and because we moved at this pace um we just haven't really uh slowed down enough in real time to say oh shit like at a certain point you're going to crash and then you're going to be like oh what we just crashed this car okay right. now we got to like uh call a tow truck um take it get this car fixed and at that point like you got to you got to reevaluate what happened you got to do the sort of like thing of like what happened in that crash oh oh yeah we can't do that anymore um shitty analogy but but <laughs> well yeah, i think it I mean. but i mean it's all yeah i get it i think it's already I think right now it's in that the physical media and like the 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 hanging on to the ceremony is kind of in like it's in a area of like fetishists or something you know like it's like your 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 LP collectors and like you know your one ticket please at one p.m. guy like myself like like uh, at movie theaters like I think like like we're we're basically long coded perverts uh, in the media landscape uh, at this point. But like, if the, I think eventually other people are going to wake up and there's going to, there's going to be probably kind of like a Luddite, like hipster movement type of thing. And eventually it'll permeate further and people will be hopeful. I'm, I'm hoping, I mean, like this is, <laughs> we could of course we could all end up in yeah. the matrix and, and just call it a day. Uh, but like I thinking that there's gonna be more people opting out of of the way we consume and like are not gonna just be like, yeah, watching a movie on my phone is is that's not cool. Like let's fucking like 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 give a shit for a minute here. And um, I don't know. I I think like right now it's just with the Dorcases and eventually it's gonna get to the to the general public hopefully like at least a bigger section of the public i think is gonna realize what they lost i think um yeah i see it happening i already do see it, it does happening. yeah i see it's it happening growing. like i know like younger kids who are like into sort of like a lot of this shit now that like oh like i've seen kids now obviously vinyl has become popular right. again but like i've seen like people vhs is making a comeback like um there's all sorts of like these old sort of old style media are becoming sort of uh in fashion again um because i feel like there is a certain um realization with a lot of people you know younger people that it's like oh this is like a cool thing like this is like a that again that's that idea of like the ceremony like right. the ceremony the, the ceremonial aspects to sort of like owning and having physical things um, and what what that entails in terms of like, okay, I want to, you know, like Polaroid cameras have made a comeback, right? 
right. like all of these things that like in the past we've taken for granted because they were just part of the you know an analog existence um in the digital world like i feel like young people didn't even understand oh that was a thing and then when they see it they're like oh that's kind of cool like mm. feels a lot different than when i take a picture with my iphone right you know what i'm saying or when i fucking ipad like there's a level of there's just that tactile i feel like we're still humans at the end of the day and that like that tactile nature of things is always going to be more appealing you yep. know what i'm saying than this sort of digital thing that's more alien than it is you know like it's it's not organic literally it's not organic like you know what i mean like it's right. ones and zeros you know what i'm yeah, saying and we are still organic until we become completely uh, merged with the machine we are still <laughs> organic meat bags so uh <laughs> You know, being a fucking meat bag, you're gonna want like you're gonna crave that kind of like real, real world interaction with the things. You know, and it, it's gonna it's gonna be prefer preferable to sort of uh, interacting with a fucking, you know, a digital fucking you know anything. You know, and I love digital too. I'm not like completely slogging digital. No, but it's like everything. It's balanced. Uh, you know what I mean? Like I feel like right now it's 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 correcting because we're so imbalanced right like we're super imbalanced like every it's gone hyper digital digital everything you know what i'm saying like like even now they're talking about like doing the digital the digital dollar thing i'm like i'm like i don't like that <laughs> you know what i mean like i don't i don't, I don't like that like uh, you know i don't like this idea that like you can't have physical money like, i don't yeah. know how well that's going to go over with people you know what i mean um I get that you may feel like you have some people who are so young that they don't understand what that, what that is, but I still feel like, yeah, I don't know. I don't know, you know, but who knows, you know, um, maybe we're living in the hellscape. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it ultimately comes back to despair. Yeah, ultimately, <laughs> maybe this is a, this is, we are living in the dystopia that we, you know, it just looks a lot different than what we expected. It doesn't look like Blade Runner. Right. <laughs> it doesn't look like uh all these other like ideas of dystopia like uh, just things getting more cheapened and cheapened until it yeah, doesn't <laughs> yeah it's like this fucking banal ass dystopia <laughs> it's like oh this fucking sucks like at least like mad max was cool like people had, yeah, like, had, like, had a little texture to it yeah mad just max beige. Had, had people were driving around with fucking weird ass fucking like uh football shoulder pads with spikes on them on fucking yeah. cool fucking cool looking trucks and cars and shit like no we don't have that we, we don't no. have that <laughs> uh, you know yeah. I mean? the dystopia looks kind of different um, yeah but on that note i feel like that's a positive way to end the show <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah like we, let's uh, leave leave everybody uh, happy yeah, let's leave everybody <laughs> on a good note uh peter uh i always let the guests sort of uh plug anything that they want to plug at the very end so feel free to uh plug anything you want if um, you know, we'll, to go to your Twitter or whatever. Yeah, yeah. I'd, I'd say just, I mean, right now, I just, I still have a old blog, uh, Gathering Dust, um, the Nerd of Noir. Um, but otherwise, like, follow me on Letterboxd or um, Twitter. Uh, I do what I can. Um, I, I, I'm focused on movies, and uh, it's, it's what I, what I love. I, I read books too, but like, you know like as far as like talking and reading and and writing like that stuff is it's all about movies man like it's it's my it's always going to be my jam yeah. so yeah find me there and thanks for having me on thanks for coming on um yeah it was it was it was great uh 
And as always, um, I don't know how to end podcasts. So uh, this this is the end. <laughs> Thanks again, man. Thank you. Yo, yo, this that whole breath, breath, cardiac rest. They say that my music sound like Alien 6. Alien 6. I am not impressed. Well, if you must confess, better say it with your chest. This that whole breath, cardiac rest. Say that my music sound like alien sex, alien sex. I am not impressed. Well, if you must confess, better say it with your chest, bitch. Try to get to the bottom of me. I am an anomaly. Made you think of Sidious. Got a monster inside of me. I'm talking an entity. Ask me what they meant to me. I say the lottery, cause nobody bothered me. I am a philosopher, something like Socrates. And when I shoot the pistol, I'm making with the knees. They number two like pencils. Couldn't really fuck around with me. I'm something like your dental, cause my wisdom not to be bitch. Okay, okay. Say Getting chips, baby, free delay. Been getting bread, sit up on the back page. Been getting bread like a jar of mayonnaise. Okay, okay. You got bad energy, I might burn some sage. The humans in the pit chitting on them all day. Sneaking and geeking, I tweak out Nick Cage. Oh, fish play, caviar, the convey. Don't be alarmed, this is a regular Monday. No candy bar, yes, I'm thinking about a payday. You are my food, look at my plate, I'm about to say grace. This that make your stank face like the mace ray. Um, this my flow, I hit it first like I'm Ray J. Um, jump, make day, um, jump, make day. Like it's Friday and I'm dead on a vacay. This that hold your breath, breath, cardiac rest. They say that my music sound like Alien 6. Alien 6, I am not impressed. Well, if you must confess, better say it with your chest. This that hold your breath, breath cardiac rest. Say that my music sound like alien sex, alien sex. I am not impressed. Well, if you must confess, better say it with your chest, bitch.